Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Maxwell Construction, who has been our sponsor since the very beginning. For over 30 years, Maxwell has delivered the highest quality projects by holding to their core values of customer satisfaction, positive attitude, respect, and excellence. So if you have any kind of commercial construction need, give Maxwell Construction a call today at 812-537-2200. Welcome to Rock Solid Radio. This is Merle and Linda Hutchinson preparing to ease you on your gloomy days with a little laughter and joy (laughs) and fun. Gloomy days. It is the Lenten season. It is so the Lenten season. It's the, it's the time and of preparation. I've cut out sugar and you've cut out caffeine. <laughs> this is one happy place to be, folks. Let me tell you. It Woo-hoo! has been kind of interesting of what the different choices in our family are. Just, you know, and again, it's it's a just a time of reflection and really self-examination and, you know, hopefully doing better, right? Yeah. So those are things that, <laughs> hey, I'm doing you know, we're on it. So Well, when when you told me you were going without caffeine, <laughs> I put together a, a quick phone call list, nine one one and <laughs> not only am I giving up caffeine, but Duncan, which like Yeah, oh, man. we gotta quit mentioning their name. They're not sponsoring us, so you know. Oh, uh, but just driving past it now gives me the kind of shakes because I'm like, no, no, I can't stop. I can't stop. But so okay. Let me ask you this. When was the last time that you, <laughs> actually, I know this answer, but let's see if you confess. What's that? When was the last time that you had a real belly laugh? Last night. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, when you were a kid, one of the, the, one of my most fun memories of school, and it's not a particular event, but it is, it happened multiple times, was when you were in a class that probably you were not really that interested in. And somebody in the class started doing something funny. <laughs> Yet you had to keep yourself under control because you didn't want to get, get in, in trouble. trouble. Right. And the harder you tried to keep yourself <laughs> under control, the harder it was to not laugh. And before oh. you know it, you're like crying <laughs> and putting your head on the desk and covering up your face oh. and you're laughing, crying. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die here. So, so tell them what you were doing last night so, that made you laugh so hard. So yesterday, <laughs> Kyle and I recorded uh we did a kind of a two-part show and it was kind of like chasing your dreams and stuff and so we did part of my dream was the kettle bar that we've talked about before your new patent and so uh okay. and kyle's like yeah let's go ahead and do that you know <laughs> oh, and no. so we spent the first half of that class um working out on the kettle bar with kyle he is pathetic <laughs> Oh my gosh. Working out, Kyle, we love you, Kyle, but on Strong Dads. We, and, and we better love you because otherwise you'd have no hope. <laughs> oh no. man, we're going to be talking about that, that we don't throw people under the bus to get yeah, a laugh. It but. was so, I know, so we shouldn't even talk about this, but he was working out <laughs> and he looks like an old man working out and he starts cracking these jokes in the oh middle of the workout gosh. and then he starts laughing and then I start <laughs> laughing. And so last night I was putting together that show and editing oh. stuff and I, I had my earphones. You in, were and in I tears. I just start laughing, you and were I in could. Tears. I, I'm not even sure if I finished editing because I was such a mess. Well, at one point, I came over to see what you're doing, and and Kyle's like whispering in his breath, "I'm sorry, girls. I'm sorry, girls. Your yeah. dad's failing. Like he is." At one point, he went to his mic after he thought he said I was abusing him, and he's like, 
help me. Someone help me. Help me. Like as if he's being held hostage in a closet oh, of a car If you don't house. know what we're talking about, Merle and a younger dad, Kyle Crawford, <laughs> they do a weekly show called Strong Dads. And and they those two are are hysterical. <laughs> but yeah, so just editing the show that got was, you. I was left. laughing hard. Yeah, yeah. I was. And so, yeah, if, even if you don't oh. like the kettle bar or you like working out, you got to listen to the show. Actually, at one point you said, I don't think this is going to help sell kettle bars. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, this is oh. not how you use the kettle bar. It, it's, maybe I, I'll have it's a to. blooper re- yeah, video. Yeah, it was funny though. Oh, man. Funny. Yeah. All right, how about you? When was the last time you had a good old belly laugh? Oh, my goodness. We, we have five grandchildren and uh when our daughters daughter-in-laws and sons send videos of our kids grandkids they crack me up like mm-hmm. do you remember the one years ago that our she's now seven but she was just a couple years old and she had filled her backpack up with all of this stuff and she mm-hmm. put it and she needed help putting it on because it was so heavy and so right. big and she had done it on the floor and then she couldn't get up and she literally kept like tipping oh, yeah, over yeah, was... and and you could hear in this video mom was laughing and mom was videoing and at some point the little two-year-old went help me please you know? she's like... <laughs> she was like a turtle on her back oh my gosh i have watched that video over and yeah. over again and it is classic yeah we have quite a few of those the yeah. other day uh our one granddaughter is learning how to ride a bike yeah and two I th- I- yeah, and, and I think what's fun is when you watch somebody else having a belly laugh. Mm-hmm, and when mm-hmm. we're talking belly laugh, we're just talking that deep sort yeah. of totally authentic laugh, nothing fake about it, and you can't stop it. Yeah. But she's riding this bike, and our son, who's on a bike in front of her, mm-hmm. and they're teaching her and to try to get her mm-hmm. to not like get too yeah. bogged down by the working part. Uh, he's kind of playing games with her yeah. by slowing I, down and you stuff. You can't catch me. You, you can't, can't catch, catch me. me. Well, yeah. then she catches him and she bumps into his car, <laughs> into his bike, and then he acts like he's oh, yeah. being, you know. Oh, and yeah. she starts laughing. Yeah. That little girl laughs. She starts mm-hmm. laughing like she just really, basically blew her daddy off the course. Yeah, and that's so funny to hear her yeah. laugh. So it's it doesn't have to be small children that laugh or make you laugh. We can have and find laughter and in the the silliest things, the the simplest things. You don't have to spend a lot of money and go to a comedy show, and you don't have to watch raunchy comics to hmm. to get a laugh we know that laughter is a natural antidepressant yeah that it can change your mood and your perspective and your life if we allow ourselves to just find joy and find laughter in the simplest things yeah yeah well let's thank our sponsors yep. and let's talk a little bit then about how we can find more laughter and joy even in darker days mm-hmm. um, the idea that you know we have probably a whole lot more control over these things then we oftentimes mm-hmm. either recognize or want to give ourselves yeah. credit for. So yeah. uh, Rock Solid Radio would like to thank Maxwell Construction and Casey's Outdoor Solutions for sponsoring our show today. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank those guys and just the support that they are to our community and to what we do here at Rock Solid Radio, as well as Rock Solid Families. So Thank you guys very much. And I want to shout out to all the women that I'm going to be actually meeting with um, when this airs, that this coming that coming weekend. I'm actually going to be in West Virginia speaking at a women's conference, and we're mm. speaking on a very similar topic of joy mm. and talking about that. And so if you're tuning in for the first time to Rock Solid Radio, welcome, and we hope that you'll stay tuned in. Um, but I'm excited about being there and just sharing 
a little bit about how to find joy even in the darkest times. Yeah. Um, there is joy even in grief. Um, Hun, I think back um, the morning my mom passed away, um, the coroner had just been there um, or, or the funeral home had just been there. The hospice had just left and it was my dad and my brothers and I just sitting around the table. It was early, early in the morning and you know most people were still asleep. And, and I remember just all of a sudden just finding things to do laugh about to hmm. to find joy in things of my mom and things of our family and and I remember being in tears laughing thinking I'm laughing and my mom just passed away but right. it was that it was almost like a relief it was a comic relief of of just finding something you know mm-hmm. even if it's you know is the mailman going to bring us the mail today something so silly that and I don't even remember what it was the things that we were laughing about but it it, it felt good to find that joy even in the midst of grief. My mom had battled cancer for years. She had suffered for a long time. And so there was some relief there. Yeah. And and we even found laughter then. Yeah, so you, have, you found it, we right? Found and it, so you're yeah. looking for it, and it's a celebration. I mean, in your case there, you're looking for the things to celebrate, mm-hmm. and in that case, the celebration of life. And so part of, hun, why we got into this subject uh, was... Um, you know, we, we keep coming across, uh, these reports and we, and we don't even need the reports because mm-hmm. actually what walks into our office just mm-hmm. keeps pounding us with the amount of depression and anxiety that is out in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, but the CDC just recently came out with a report and again, it was kind of on the state of affairs in terms of anxiety and depression and all those kinds of things. And I mean, I think they they give multiple stats in that report, but one of them is like one in four girls. Mm. Um, have uh, have had a thought about um, suicide, mm. um, and, and so just like that number is up from from like ten years prior, two thousand eleven, mm-hmm. that number itself was up sixty yeah. percent. And so uh, we're just saying that because <clears throat> it's knocking on our door like crazy. We are hiring a new coach, and mm-hmm. primarily our new coach is to help deal with primarily the young girls mm-hmm. and younger women teens and, women, and yeah. teens because you know we can't put our head in the sand about these things but you know as always like we're going to spend a few minutes complaining about the problem mm. but today in our show we want to talk about yeah. well, what are some of the what, the light remedies now and we mm-hmm. don't want to make light of the problem right. but what are some of the remedies that you can do right there right, right there in your own uh, your fingertips, whether it's learning how to laugh differently, yeah. learning how to see something differently, because you, you know if you if you don't understand the, the amount of control that you have, you will just slowly drift off into a very yeah, dark, dark, gloomy place. place. Yeah, yeah. And and you bring up our new coach, and we're going to officially announce her um, soon. Um, but you know, our new coach is a widow. Mm, and yep. and her husband died of cancer after just five years of marriage, and she's a young mom um, of a five year old little girl. And but yet she, and again she's one of my old students, but like she found joy in the midst of grief. Right. And so she she taught me a lot, and, and mm-hmm. she's a lot younger than I am. But the fact is that she chose joy, and I, I I'm so proud of her. I'm so excited to have her on our team. We'll be talking more about her soon, but. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, that is a perfect example of a decision, yeah, not based on your circumstances, but a decision to choose joy. Yeah. And, you know, none of this is new in the sense of we do know some basic things about what we're going to get out of our body based off of what we put into it. Even from a biological standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, nutritionists for years have said, well, if, you know, you eat junk, you become junk, mm. you know. Uh, we know advertisers know this, like putting, what do we, we put into our mind? Before you know it, if I run a commercial mm-hmm. long enough, somebody's going to convince me that I need something when in fact yeah. I really don't. Okay, okay. That's why I'm breaking my, I'm, I'm having a fast of Dunkin' because I, I drive by <laughs> literally and I'm like, oh, I need that. I don't need that. Right, right. I choose that that and so i've got to break that addiction and in, in that compulsion to to have to have that and so that's exactly why this time period is a time to say no lord you are my focus you are yeah. what i need the most of i don't need caffeine i don't right. need duncan you know and by the way it's not donuts it's it's the tea they have like the strongest <laughs> best tea in town and because i'm not a coffee drinker but it's exactly right like what do we need what do we truly need yeah and then so then what are we allowing our brain to stay focused on mm-hmm. and to maintain on? And, I, yeah. you know, not to go into a total psychology lesson here, but just so our listeners understand this, there's an entire um, methodology within psychology that really focuses on this practice. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's CP, CBT, mm-hmm. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. And mm-hmm. cognitive is just sort of what's thinking, all right? The behavior is actually what's doing, all right? But we, we actually know that if we spend time thinking a certain way, certain behaviors will come out, okay? Mm-hmm. So if all day long mm-hmm. I think about how bad stuff is, my behaviors will come out as being much more depressed. Mm-hmm. And so you can see this like just ruminating in my head how mm-hmm. bad the day was, blah, 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 blah. And the next thing you know, you look at my face and my face is mm-hmm. all drawn down yeah. and frown-like and stuff like that. And it's like, oh yeah. my gosh, my thinking is making my physical yeah. output, my behavior come out a certain way yeah and so we really have to learn that there is a direct association between these two yeah and when we start to learn that we see how we can actually start to alter some of those well and if we go back to episode 217 we talked about this with exercise yeah yeah. That, you know, yes, you don't feel like getting off the couch. Yes, you feel down and it's gloomy day or whatever, but you get up and you just start moving mm-hmm. and you feel better. And so that connection, it is a natural antidepressant, just like laughter, choosing to laugh and 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 look at the the joy and the bright side or the funny things and simple things of life yeah. is is where we start to choose and change our mindset. Yeah. You want to do something? What? Let's do something. Okay, I got I got an experiment for all of you. Uh oh. Okay. Am I gonna have to do something? Oh yeah, you're gonna love it. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love it. Okay. okay. So just to kind of make the point, all right. So no matter where you are right now, I don't care. You don't, you're not gonna close your eyes or anything. So even if you're driving, okay. Okay. As you sit or stand wherever you are right this instant, I just want you to look straight out. You're making me nervous. No worries. <laughs> And I want you to put the biggest cheesy smile on your face that you can hold. That I can hold? Yeah, just put it on. Put it on. 
That is a terrible smile. Smile. <laughs> well, where's smile. yours? Because I'm doing the drill. Smile. <laughs> Stop. Smile. Stop. Smile. You, why are yours? I am smiling. <laughs> I'm smiling as much as I can. Stop. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> In doing that, I have not done that ever and not had people start to laugh. No matter their mood, I've had people literally crying in my office before. And after we calmed them down and they were talking about their depressiveness and you can see it coming out of mm. every pore of their body. When they come into my office, you can see their shoulders are down. They're staring down at the ground. They are just like completely downtrodden. And you're like, oh my gosh, look mm. at what their body is telling their brain. Mm -hmm. And it reinforces this, this loop that the brain is sad. It brings it out through the body, mm -hmm. the body, the muscles and everything. Uh, they signal back to the brain. And so you just stay in this depressive loop. And you have to interrupt the loop. We talk about mm -hmm. in, in marriage, we talk about breaking the crazy cycle. Mm -hmm. Exercise is breaking the loop. Exercise mm -hmm. is taking the body and moving it in a different way rather than a, a depressive sort of lay on the couch deal. Mm -hmm. Just merely by smiling, mm -hmm. by a forced smile, it, it's fake. Like that's the point. It's mm -hmm. fake. But by doing it, all of a sudden, the expression on the face, mm. people will go into a, a real smile, and then they'll go into a laugh. Mm. And in that <clears> moment, <throat> you can stop and you can say, how do you feel? Mm. Right now, how do you feel? Wow. And invariably, they'll be like, oh my gosh, like that's wow. weird. Yeah, I feel better. And so the, the, by no means is this the antidote for mm. depression. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is the power that you yeah. have to take control of thoughts and <clears throat> redirect them yep. and get your body and your mind working in a completely different light. And you know what? I mentioned this, you know, one of the darkest days of my family's life. It was almost like it was so dark, so heavy with my brothers and my dad and I that it, it had to break. It was right. almost like it was so much Right. That I knew, we knew that we couldn't stay there. I remember, hun, all of your family, your siblings around your mom before she passed away. Mm -hmm. And I remember us all tearing up, you know, they, they, they knew they were telling us that it was not going to be long and we're all standing in that ICU room. And I remember, I don't even remember which one of us, but someone said, who's going to bake the turkeys? <laughs> because your mom always made the turkeys at Thanksgiving. And just that comment made us all laugh. Right. But we're standing around your mother who's about ready to pass. But mm -hmm. it was almost like we've got to have relief right now, right? right and right. nobody took that as disrespect. No, it wasn't at all. It wasn't yeah. disrespectful. It was a simple, joyful moment where we're remembering something super special about your mom. Yeah. yeah. And that brought us joy. And it changed the light. It changed the it whole tone the of the room. The laughter allowed yeah. the whole body and mind yes. to start to find some ease and some yeah. comfort in the stressful situation. Yeah. And so it's a very intentional act. And we don't want to lose sight that these are mm. some of the very basic things that we can do mm -hmm. to start mm -hmm. to change the direction of our mind, of our sadness, and, and but yeah. the other way happens too. If I allow those mm. things to continue, yeah. I will stay going down that road of depression. Stuck. Yeah. Just last night, our uh, our daughter was really hoping that we were going to take her out to dinner. She, again. She, again. She, she loves, our kids love to eat out. And uh, when we're running around, a lot of times that's the only way we can get to 
dinner together, but we've been home. Like I've cooked mm. every night this week. And so like for her, that's a shock. And so she last night wanted to go out and we said, no, we're, we're cooking and eating together. And she was like all grumpy, right? Oh, like, she was pouting. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> see, that doesn't sit well with me at all. <laughs> but she kind of got it stuck in her crawl, right? Yeah. She was disappointed. That's not what she wanted. And so it was like grumpy, 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 grumpy. And so everything just kind of like set her off. And it was funny, like we weren't going to let it get to us like right. we and that made her mad yeah, and so the more fun we had with it it kind of in her mind she was uh, taking it at her expense yeah and yeah. it really wasn't intended to be that way right. although in saying that you know learning how to laugh at yourself yeah is one of the things we're going yeah. to get to today okay yeah. hey we, we probably need to put a disclaimer mm -hmm. in this because we're going to go through some different things that we mm -hmm. can do to help people just right now in the moment okay yeah. but um you know, we've struggled before in our family with um, having fun at the expense of somebody or through sarcasm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to be very careful about um, knowing what the the storyline is going to be in your humor. If your storyline mm -hmm. is going to be at the expense of another person, you need to really examine that, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying it's always bad, right? I mean, uh, we're certainly not you trained. You and Kyle last night. <laughs> yeah, well, like, like the last thing we want to do is, is sort of uh, nix all comedians because they're making fun of somebody. Mm -hmm. like part of that is a culture we have to learn to laugh at ourselves. But you also have a responsibility, especially when you, when you have an idea of knowing how something could hit somebody, you mm -hmm. have a responsibility to use that well, especially with um, ill-intended sarcasm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I remember when we were doing premarital counseling decades ago and we had someone who um, put on their evaluation that it didn't even sound like we were married because we got great laughs, but it was at the other's expense. Like we were sarcastic with one another and mm -hmm. we've learned to kind of let that roll off. But for someone who doesn't know us, right. it looks like criticism. It looked mm -hmm. like, you know, unloving. And so he had a good point. Like, that's not really, I don't want to get a laugh from you at the expense of Merle. And so we really got to be careful with that. That's a disclaimer where, okay, well, it made me laugh. It made me, it was, you know, made me happy. Right. No, that's not what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, mm -hmm. most of that is like understanding your audience. Right. And just because it works in one audience doesn't mean it's going to work in another. And so yeah. I grew up in a very sarcastic, I'll say somewhat harsh uh, environment in terms of comedy, like, that's how we showed love to each other. I know, and it made me cry. Yeah, if you weren't being made fun of, like, <clears throat> what's wrong with me? Like, you yeah. guys, you know, so the harassment, especially from the guys in yeah, our family. Yeah. And, and so to this day, there's still that level of harassment among the guys. But mm -hmm. now, you know, you have to be careful. Like, you got mm -hmm. grandkids, and so mm -hmm. you don't talk that way to a grandkid um, right. until they understand, mm -hmm. maybe, and, and they can handle that differently. So yeah. anyway, yeah. you know, here's kind of the point with just, taking control of your mind and your thoughts, mm -hmm. okay? In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, you've heard this before, but it talks about we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient mm -hmm. to Christ. Yeah. So the idea here of the thoughts <clears throat> that we have, to, you know, to truly, to, to truly bring it back to God and to take it captive and say, wait, what am I allowing this thought, mm -hmm. this depressive sort of track that I'm trailing, what am I allowing it to do to me, yeah. especially in the negative? What can I do to alter it? And so it's, it, this is the act 
captive part of it. You take it captive. You yeah. don't just sort of assume that you're going to be captived by it. Yeah. So step one in this whole process of really finding joy and, and allowing yourself to laugh and, and to find that happiness, even in the worst of circumstances, you've got to acknowledge your your kind of your current condition. Mm. Are you critical? Are you negative Nelly? Are you pessimist about everybody and everything? You know, do you always have to? And this this was me for a lot of years. Like I, and, and I still struggle with it when I'm tired or, you know, frustrated. Mm. Like, or without caffeine or without and caffeine. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, that I'm, you know, I use the example all the time. My daughter can make an amazing meal and I walk in the door and she's cooked it all for us, and I will notice the crumbs on the counter. Mm. And it's like, can I not find joy and laughter and, and happiness in what she did do, not focus on what she didn't do? Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is me, and I, I admit that that's not a quality I love in myself, and I work hard to try to overcome that. Yeah. So number one <clears throat> is acknowledging yeah. that these things can go on. It's a struggle. Number two then is then owning it. And there's a very big difference between acknowledging, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, I noticed that that happens. I know. Well, are you going to do anything about it? Yeah. Are you going to own this part of it? Or are you going to say, well, I, I complain about the crumbs because I'm the one that always then has yeah. to clean them up. Okay. Yeah. And so right away, you that's not owning Mm-mm. the idea that you attacked our daughter in that situation. Mm-hmm. Instead, that's basically placing blame yeah. on her. And so the idea that I'm going to own it, I'm going to own the condition that I put myself in to do mm-hmm. that. And ownership, hun, I, I find that ownership is the hardest part for truly people saying, yes, I'm going to change. Yeah. Because they'll come right up how often do we hear parents say stuff like yeah you know i i I let our kids sleep in the bed with us you know and i'm guilty i'm Mm -hmm. guilty so they acknowledge it (laughs) but nothing changes but nothing there's no ownership of of where it's going and what it's going to do and so owning it means you take responsibility for it yeah i also have people that say that's just who i am that's just how that's just how i'm wired i had one person say well how do you know god doesn't want me to be mad at the world Hmm, well, let me show you the many, many verses that tell us not to, but in his mind, that's just how I am. And so he's not willing to do anything about it. Yeah. Okay. The third point is, okay, so I've acknowledged it. I'm I'm going to own the responsibility that is associated with it. And so the third point then is, okay, what am I willing to do today to make the change? Mm. Right. And and I have to put in the word today because If you don't immediately get on this, I have dieted so many stupid times in my life. It is amazing. Okay. And and by yeah. the way, everything we're talking about here is not stuff that we read out of a book. Okay. It, there are our own personal challenges that all of us yeah. have. And so the idea like, okay, you know, like today... I am not going to eat those sweets. Mm-hmm. I'm not today. I'm just, I just have to look at today. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you're not today. You just have to get through today without getting that tea. Yes. You know? I'm, so I'm, it's, I'm it's the just today. <laughs> so again, like I, what am I willing to do today? Oftentimes people will make big grandiose sort of mm. things. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sign up for college and I'm going to get my four-year degree and I'm going to get myself back on the trail and okay, good job. See you tomorrow. <laughs> and then they go on their way. Yeah. I nothing mean, they changes. just put out some major, major things that they're going to yeah. do. You know, you're, yeah. oh, you're going to go to college. How about today? you call a university or you right. go online and you apply right. for, you know, like mm-hmm. you, what are you doing today? Yeah. Yeah. Then the next one is, um, and really this is important 
to replace it instead of just remove it. Sometimes we <clears throat> create this void or vacuum, like we don't know what to do with ourselves. Mm. And so maybe it is something different, like instead of, um, you know, uh, making fun of somebody, I'm going to compliment somebody. Hmm. Or instead of smoking, I'm going to take go for a walk. And so you've got to replace something uh, negative with something positive so that you start healthy habits. Right. It's not just about removing the bad. It's about bringing in the good, right? Yeah, yeah because if you <laughs> just remove something, it's you create it now a void. Mm -hmm. And a void can't wait to be filled in with something, mm -hmm. right? Satan can't wait to come back in and fill it with yeah. something. And so you probably can go without on something for a while. Uh, I, I we used to joke with my dad all the time. Remember when he would quit smoking, yeah. he would chew toothpicks. Oh my gosh, there was toothpicks pieces Everywhere, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and again, but he, so he was actively trying to mm -hmm. break the habit, yeah. not the nicotine addiction, the habit of the mm -hmm. smoking. And so he just replaced it with something. Unless mm -hmm. you choke on him and die, you <laughs> it's a healthier um, yeah. opportunity for yeah. change. So for instance, I drink a lot. I, and, and when I say um, that, um, hang on, like yeah, water. She's got I, a drinking problem. I, well, yeah, but it's not alcohol. It, right. <laughs> but my point is, if I cut out all the pop and all the caffeine and all the tea, what am I replacing it with? Like, this is hot water. And that so, just seems so boring. I, I love hot things. Like, I, I love like the hot tea <laughs> and stuff. So, like, if I'm not going to drink tea, then what am I allowing myself to? I've got to have a plan because otherwise I'll go back to it right. because yeah. I'm thirsty, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in same thing with sweets. Like instead of sweets, are you going to eat carrots and celery? You know, yeah. what are you? No, <laughs> no, don't no. <laughs> In the addiction world, we see all the time, mm -hmm. um, we see addicts exchange addictions. And, and the point yeah. with that mm -hmm. is maybe they were addicted to cocaine but they finally said, no more, I can't. And they might become um, addicted to running yeah. or exercise. Yeah. And, yeah. and they'll even say like, you know, I just had to switch one addiction for the next. Yeah. And the next thing you know, they are uh, almost obsessed with mm. like maybe the running or the working out. Yeah. And, and so again, like even that can be dangerous, yeah. but you were looking for healthier alternatives mm. that we can replace the negative pattern with. Yeah. And, but, but then you have to monitor your progress. And so you yeah. really got to make sure the next step is to make sure it stays healthy. Mm -hmm. So if you get obsessed about shopping and at least it isn't meth methamphetamines, you know, okay, well, that's better. Right. No, it's still not good. So you want to monitor. We're, we're continually being refined and purified and growing, hopefully, in our relationship with yeah. God and each other. And so it's, we're a work in progress, right? Yeah. Merle and I are, you are. And so um, just continue to monitor the progress and surround yourself with healthy people that you have given permission to speak the truth in love yeah. so that they can say, hey, that's getting a little obsessive that mm -hmm. what you're doing or, yeah. hey, this is this is getting a little out of control. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> as far as monitoring progress, uh, you might be going, well, like, how do I do that? I want to make it so simple for you. OK, because we make things way more complicated and, you know, oftentimes you could actually you could actually grade kids in school by never giving them a test. You could actually do this. And you can do it because people know how they're doing. And you could you can take kids and you can go through a quarter of the school year or you can go through a test and, and afterwards you can just sit down and you can say, okay, so how do you think you did? Mm. And, and, you know, kids will, they can only speak to honesty and truth, 
all right? And the honest kids will come in there and they'll be like, oh, I don't know, I don't think I did that good. All right, or someone will be like, "What do you mean they can only?" Because I know a lot of kids that don't speak honestly and truthfully. Yeah, well, again, mm -hmm. like if we're actually talking about the idea of me being, this is only for my benefit. It's mm -hmm. not for anybody else's, okay? And it's not, it's not. We're not putting a grade on the report card or anything. And just like intrinsically, okay, gotcha. people know how they've done, okay? And so. The idea here is just as simple as can be. Um, you can use your phone. You can use just a little notepad. And so like when I'm working with guys with pornography uh, or really um, any kind of addiction, I will just have them uh, just because guys, you got to keep them simple. You got to keep it simple. <laughs> otherwise, they'll fall right off of uh -huh. it. Okay. And you got to say, listen, at the, uh, when you get ready to lay your head down, all right, right there next to your nightstand, I want you to have this little notebook and I just want you to score your day as it pertains mm. to whatever the issue was, smoking, drugs, you're uh, pornography, on. like score your day. And, and I usually just do the one through 10, you know, one mm -hmm. is a terrible day. I fell all over the place. 10 is man, knocked it out of the park. Mm -hmm. And so what you'll see is they will score themselves mm. well. I mean, because especially people who want to do well. Now, right. if they're just aligned to themselves, just, okay, you know, <laughs> yeah. the proof will show that mm. out. But people who want to do well, they'll score themselves really well. And they'll be like, you know, I had a... I had a six and I had a seven and an eight and an eight and an eight and a six and seven. And they'll say like, do I have to write anything? I said, you won't write anything until you have an outlier. Mm. And when you have an outlier, you will not be able to help yourself from writing. Because of this. Yeah, or, because yeah. you'll be like, oh, today, man, I had a three. <clears throat> and I had all these eights going. And today I had a three. You won't be able to just put down a three. You put down a three because I, and you'll, you'll mm -hmm. write it down as mm -hmm. to where your failure was. And so I say that because here's what we're trying to do. Remember, we're talking about the habit we're trying to form mm -hmm. and the habit has to come from repetitive mm -hmm. uh, measures. And so all of a sudden I see, oh my gosh, I've got a string of seven, mm -hmm. eights and nines. Mm -hmm. Wow. Before when I started, I, I was lucky to get an mm -hmm. eight once or twice a week. Mm -hmm. And so I'm seeing, mm -hmm. I'm monitoring my progress and I'm go. noticing my trend. And yeah. so in school, we talk about trend marking all the time with mm -hmm. kids. You know, we have to capture the trend to see if what we're doing is really having mm -hmm. an influence. And if what we're doing is not, and I tell people all the time, listen, you've got to do this because when you come into me, I have no clue as to whether I'm telling you something that's going to be helpful for you. Right. And working? so, yeah. And so I need you to come in and mm -hmm. tell me, man, like my score, I, my trending is still mm -hmm. very flat or even going down. Okay, yeah. let's stop doing that. Yeah. So we also have to make a decision, and this is the last one, not to let your joy and your happiness and your laughter based on circumstances. Uh, it's an internal decision, really, to find laughter and joy, even in the hardest times. And so we don't want you to just be turned into a victim. Oh, well, that's I couldn't help it. Oh, I had a bunch of threes because of. And so we're going to hopefully learn that we can find joy. We can laugh. We can choose those healthy habits right. and captivate those thoughts even in the darkest, gloomiest days and times. And so that's where we've got to grasp onto and make a decision to choose joy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a growing process, it right? Is. It and is. And so you, 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 you 
monitor that progress and you're like, yeah, it's not doing what I want it to do. You make adaptations, mm -hmm. you make readjustments. Yep. But like you said, you have a very intentional mm -hmm. decision-making process. Yep. And that right there is where all the control lies. That's yep. why you and I are not real good with people who get stuck mm -hmm. in their depression when they have things at their fingertips. Now, mm -hmm. if somebody is stuck and we're doing all these things and we just, mm. we're not in a good way, you know, maybe we are talking about a mental mm -hmm. health condition here where we need to think about stabilizing <clears throat> Um, yeah. with possible medication. Yeah. So I hope that helps. You know, again, laughter is a natural antidepressant, just like exercise. You know, it's not going to be the end all fix all, but try it. You know, I, I think that we take ourselves so seriously. We are letting the world dump so much darkness and gloom into our world. And we're, we're kind of just letting it absorb to us. We're letting it stick to us. Mm -hmm. So let's do a little bit better of protecting our heart and our mind, taking captive every thought and making it obedient to Christ and finding that joy and that laughter, even in the hardest times. That's a wrap right there. There you go. All right. So <laughs> let's thank our sponsors. We want to thank Maxwell Construction and Casey's Outdoor Solutions again for being sponsors of the Rock Solid Radio Show. Also, if we can help you in any way, please reach out to mm -hmm. us at rocksolidfamilies.org, or you can call our office at 812 576 7625. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Rock Solid Radio, building a stronger community, one family at a time. Make it a great day. Rock Solid Radio wants to thank Casey's Outdoor Solutions. Casey's is a premier garden center and gift shop located in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. They offer a wide selection of high quality plants, landscaping materials, and home decor. They do amazing high quality work and can help you transform your indoor and outdoor living spaces into something beautiful. So stop by Casey's Outdoor Solutions today and let them know you appreciate their support for Rock Solid Radio. Visit Casey's today at 21481 State Line Road, Lawrenceburg, Indiana.